0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Hey everybody, it's me, Rob Black. I'll be honest with you, um, it's a privilege to do a radio show and a television show. It's a privilege to work for you, even though you don't pay me. Um, I don't take that lightly. I pledge, if you listen, I'm going to do my best to get you to become a better investor. I'm going to tell you things that, that will remind you, like, recessions are good. They take the excess out of, out of um, economies. I'm going to do the best I can to say the market goes up three out of every four years. That's not bad. I used to say seven out of ten, but realistically, since 1980, it's been three out of every four. And when you have eight up years, yeah, you can get into a problem. And you saw a 10% correction happen in 48 hours, Friday and Monday, and parts of Tuesday morning. Is the volatility over? I I don't know. I don't know what Trump's going to do. I don't know what the Koreans are going to do. I don't know what the Russians are going to do. I don't know what oil's going to do. I know that... I own shares of stocks that I feel very, very comfortable with in good economies and bad economies. So I pledge if you listen, I'm going to do the best I can for you. Um, Markets are higher today. Again, where will we be a week from now, a month from now, a year from now? I don't know. Where will we be 10 years from now higher? So if your time frame is one year, you have to be very cautious. If you took out a home equity line of credit to buy stocks, you need to be very cautious. And if you tend to sell when things get ugly, you shouldn't be in this game. The game of life, you should just say, I'm going to be a turtle. So what do you do now? Um, I think the, the best thing you could do is, you know, look at your portfolio. I think the market's going to rally because of the low unemployment. But I think some of the easy stuff like super low interest rates are gone. The 10-year treasury is what you base most interest rates off of, conversations. That's gone. Uh, that hit 1.6% a couple of years ago. We're now going towards 3. And I don't see any reason why we shouldn't. We've got an economy that's warming up. We've got a little bit of wage inflation, not a lot. We've got great employment. Um, we have too much debt. I mean, I do see some some signs of problems down the road. We have too much mortgage debt. We've got too much credit card debt. We've got too much student loan debt. We live in a society where, like, we want new cars. We shouldn't want new cars. Somewhere in the Bible, it says something like, "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife." How about, "Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's possessions"? I'm not saying wives are possessions. Don't don't like draw the lines there. But live below your means. Don't live up to your neighbor's means. I just don't get the point. So. I pledge if you listen, I'm going to do my best to get you to retirement. I'm going to throw out ideas for you on value. I'm going to throw out ideas for you on growth. You know, one stock that's a value right now is Ralph Lauren. In my opinion, why is it a value? Um, it's enterprise value versus its sales. It's free cash flow yield. It's cash per share. So am I saying buy it? Nope. Um But I'm saying financially it looks like a value. Then you have to go into stores and take a look at the product. Then you have to go into stores and take a look at, you know, are people, are they positioned well or are they going to get Amazon too? Um, I look at Foot Locker. Are they positioned well or is Nike straight direct to the customer and Amazon going to crush them too? So you can find a good stock, but that's only step one. You got to look at other areas like Southwest Airlines, I think is a great stock right now. Um, tons of cash flow. And that's important in this kind of stock market. Um, if you take a look at the cash per share, free cash flow, it's a nice company. But should you buy it? Well, like maybe if you had this thesis in your head like that things overseas look really bad, then you'd be like, Southwest doesn't really serve overseas, do they? They're kind of a domestic airline. They do a little bit overseas, but not much. So that's out there. But again, I think the conditions for stocks were utopian um, for the last three years with super low interest rates. And I, are we in a dystopia now? We've got, you know, President Trump, we've got Kim Jong-un, we've got all sorts of crazy stuff. It's not a dystopia. So it's okay. It's not great. It's going to be a little bit tougher. Are you following me? Should you listen to the people who are kind of, you know, on the aggressive side? I don't know. Um, Cry Havoc. That's a line from a Shakespeare play. And we can get obsessed with, like, trying to pick tops and trying to pick bottoms. We could cry havoc. It was havoc on Monday. And I just kept eating my salad. And I was like, this will be okay. Because I started looking at the economy. I started looking, you know, I'm like, is there any cracks that I'm not seeing? And here's the problem. Um, When you see a cockroach, you've got 10 cockroaches. So when we see higher unemployment, we may have higher debt uh, failures. When we see higher unemployment, we may have, you know, people who can't pay back their, their mortgages. We may have people who can't pay back their credit cards. We may have people who can't pay back their... And then you get into a banking system where they don't want to lend money anymore to good clients and bad clients because they have to protect themselves. So, yeah, there is a little bit of that that goes on. But I'm not going to cry havoc. So, when the time's right, I will. I promise. Um, And, again, I'm telling you, the easy money's gone. So... We're still in an environment where interest rates are under 3.5%, so I'm still good with that. But before we get to 3.5%, you're going to see another correction because people are starting to get ready for a different type of environment. So let's see. Biotech stocks. That's an area when the economy goes south, you could always think biotech stocks. Um, I saw just a silly, silly story about the mcdonald's fries might be able to cure baldness there's a lot of men who would love to see baldness cured there's a lot of men who would like to see uh, erectile dysfunction solved without a warning of this may you know give you a heart attack there's a lot of men who would like to see cancer solved there's a lot of men, people people um you know it's unfortunate that we live in an era that like there are you know nasty things that happened uh, to us as we age, but we're all getting older, so consider nectar therapeutics. Um, put it on your shopping list, NKTR. So when there is that bad day, you're looking at it. Um, look at macrogenetics, uh, take your and MGNX, look at IBB, which is an index of biotech stocks. In good economies or bad economies, we're going to need cures for things, we're going to need new pills. We're going to need something for hepatitis B. I don't know what hepatitis B is. I know how to get you to retirement. I don't know what hepatitis B is. But I know if I had it, I, w- I want to get rid of it. Are you with me against me? Oh, What else is out there? Um, you can find me online at Roblox Show. Roblox Show. If you have any questions, throw them at me. Um, try to pick up the song. God, I can't come up with the name of it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Dead Man's Party. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Big event coming up in March, March 8th, in uh, Foster City, near Visa, near uh, the 92 Bridge. Awesome place. Good sports bar. But big event there that Thursday night, 6.30 to 8.30. Find out more at com. Sign up. Radio 25 to get in for free.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7
1: to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or Biz.
2: and don't forget the weeknight replay at 7
1: I'm Rob Black talking money investing retirement save more money this year that should be one of your goals lose a little bit of weight this year floss your teeth this year. How? Those are three good ones for me. Then I get into some other goals, but that's neither here nor there. So anyway, um, Disney reported numbers yesterday. It's a world... Da, 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 da. Um, Disney's got Solo coming out. Disney's got a Han Solo coming out this summer. Disney's got a small world. Disney's got that football player... Who's going to Disney World? Disney was around when I was a little kid. Disney will be around when my little kids have little kids. Can you tell I like Disney? Do I care about a stock market that's down? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No! And it ain't over now! What is when there's a down market, shouldn't you be thinking to yourself, what is something that's going to be around? Disney has this this princess that that, that they keep locked up in a basement and they have a chain around her neck and her her name is Cinderella. And they they drag her out every couple years and somehow she keeps working for them. I remember Cinderella when I was a kid. So, and the whole idea, the whole idea is still magical in there. Oh, the magic kingdom.
0: (laughs) and coach
1: like that of course you is mary poppins is mary poppins disney because i know there's a mary poppins sequel coming out soon not sequel but remake live action um so anyway would i buy disney today yes and will they benefit from a slightly better tax rate yes um couple things here's where i'm I, i'm scared on disney because you have to play both sides right tv is a problem ABC is a problem. ESPN is problematic, although they seem to be working on it. So I thought the conference call with Disney was fascinating. If Bob Iger were to run for president, I'd vote for him. I know you're saying, that man commands authority. And I must respect his authority. So he's coming up with this idea to take on Netflix. And he's come up with a pricing plan For an ESPN non-cable service. $4.99 a month. He's trying to strategic positioning it as a superfan supplement for the US TV bundle ESPN channels rather than a substitute. What he's basically trying to do is saying, we know there's cord cutters and we know cord cutters still want live sports. $4.99 a month is pretty interesting for sports. Spring launch. Um, and will it have everything we need? It's another streaming. It's another streaming service, right? talked a little bit about the delay of ESPN, not ESPNs, but Disney's entertainment service launch until late 2019. So Disney's got Pixar. Disney has Marvel superheroes. Disney has Star Wars. And Disney said... Netflix said, "We'd like to continue to show those, if you don't mind, uh, we'll pay you." And Disney says, "No, we're taking our ball and going home." God, didn't you hate that kid growing up? No, perfectly, perfectly good football game going on with the boys, and Jimmy's like, "I gotta take my ball, I'm taking my ball, I'm taking my ball, and going home," and you just, you just wanted to slap him. So Disney has said that they're going to come up with an entertainment service product similar to an ESPN four ninety nine a month thing. Um, it's interesting because they could do a superhero channel. Um, they could license their Star Wars franchise. Yesterday they said J.J. Abrams, not J.J. Abrams, but the, um, the guys from Game of Thrones, uh, Weiss and Minioff, um, they're going to create three more Star Wars films. So not only do we get Solo, and then we get the final Jedi film. Then we're going to get three, a whole new trilogy, and a whole new trilogy. So Rain Johnson, who just made episode eight, he's going to create a trilogy for Disney, Star Wars. And the guys who did Game of Thrones are going to create a trilogy. And these movies pull it in 500 million to a billion dollars. Would I buy Disney in a down market? Hell yeah I would. Should you? I don't know. You might be 67 years old. You might have rheumatoid arthritis. You may need that money for your 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 doctor. I don't know. So, further in their conference call, they said, "Okay, so we're going to have some sort of service launch late 2019. They've moved it from first half of 2019 to late 2019. They want to compete with Netflix. They want to offer all their content because that's what they have. They have that woman, Cinderella, who's trapped in a basement. Someone go free her. She's in Disney's castle. But they also just acquired Fox's um, content, minus the sports channels and the business channels. Um, So they got Fox, who's been creating content for years and years and years and years and and TV shows. And then they got cash taxes that are going to remain a little lower than book taxes, So they they feel pretty good about where they are there. Then they talked about Netflix has rights to any Disney films made in 2016, 2017, 2018 for quite a long time. So they're they're, they're throwing that out there. So they're still kind of licensing to some other people. And then the Hulu loss should be $100 million larger in 2018, and total equity losses in 2018 will be about $250 million higher than expected year over year. What's interesting about that is we forget they picked up majority control of Hulu. Um, So Disney's going to very quickly, very quickly have a service on their hands that's comparable to Netflix, and they're going to have a service on their hands that, you know, is generations of content, but they still have a problem. They still have a problem. Um, They still have that that TV, ABC and ESPN cord cutters. Um, People don't like $150 cable bills, and, you know, if you get a digital antenna, you get you know People don't like commercials. So you know the average commercial watch on Snap is 10 seconds. People don't like commercials anymore. Younger people. Argh, you're darn too co- people don't like commercials. You can find me online at Rublack show, Twitter Rublack show, YouTube rubblack Show. Big seminar coming up in March. sign up at rubblackshow.com.
0: Want the podcast
1: with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Black, black, black. Got a big seminar coming up. March 8th, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning. Going to be in the Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. Registration's $25, passive versus active portfolio management. What stocks are we buying now and why? What to do in a down market, what to do in an up market, good and bad retirement products. CFP Chad Burton will be there. But first, CFP Chad Burton does the Tuesday, Wednesday morning show from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. here. And this morning I found it interesting. I was us talk about small businesses in the Bay Area. Because I know there's a lot of them out there, and I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs. And I also know that there's a lot of... Um, Contractors. I'm a contractor. So I wear a big contracting hat. But let's have CFP Chad Burton talk a little bit more about this.
2: Let's, again, talking about those that immediately had the sentiment shift that I said, I'm moving out of the Bay Area. I'm going to move my business. I'm going to pay way more taxes. Again, that might not necessarily be the case. It's very case by case basis because of how much AMT you might have paid in the past. And top rates have come down. AMT is still around, but it's changed drastically. Um, and if you own real estate, you might be better off. So what I mean by that is that if you've happened to invest in real estate, you own rental properties, um, it's the, the calculation of what your new deduction is in terms of real estate income is pretty simple. So if you're married filing jointly and you make under 315,000 or you're single and you're, and and let's not make, let's say taxable income. So if you're 315,000 married, if your taxable income is less than $350,000, or if you're single, your taxable income is less than $157,000, and you have a rental property, you can take a new 20% deduction on your net income. So what that means, if you have 60000 of rental income, and 20000 in interest deductions from your mortgage, 20000 of depreciation and other expenses that you might take, so you have a profit, essentially, of $20,000 on your Schedule E. The way that it looks like, and again, consult a tax advisor before you obviously take any action on this stuff, because it's all very new. That means your profit of 20000 your kind of your positive cash flow, if you your taxable income is under those limits that I mentioned, you get to take a 20% deduction on that number. Or in this case, if your profit's 20000 on your Schedule E, 20% of that, it's a $4,000 additional tax deduction that you didn't have before. And that's not, it's its just a deduction. It's the, before we had this above the line, below the line stuff, it's a new deduction. We don't even have a form for it yet. Now, if you are over those limits, there's a phase-out that occurs, and your phase-out starts to hit. So if you're married, filing jointly, and your taxable income is over 315 you start hitting the phase-out where you... You you go into this other range, and the range no longer becomes a simple calculation. It drops down to 2.5% of the acquisition cost of the building plus improvements. So this is where it gets a little bit tricky, because what about if you bought the place years and years and years and years ago? And now it's worth a ton of money. Well, it's the acquisition cost, from the way that I understand it. So, if you have, let's say, you have this total uh, property that the total value is one million seven hundred fifty thousand. And back in two thousand ten, you put a mil- you bought it the the place for a hundred one point five million. Right? If you have one million of that's the building, five hundred thousand of that's the land, and then you eventually put two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in improvements. Well the land doesn't count. So what they look at is the purchase of the building of a million plus the two hundred and fifty thousand of improvements. So you get to take two and a half percent of the one million two hundred and fifty thousand. So basically you look at the acquisition cost of the building plus any of your improvements and if and then you get two and a half percent as an extra deduction each year. So what's interesting to me is that, okay, well, well, a lot of people look at this and say, okay, I might be now selling some of my old stuff that has a very low acquisition cost of the building to buy new stuff, which has a higher acquisition cost so that I can take a larger deduction. Well, if you do that, I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure yet how the 1031 thing is going to exchange over because your basis moves over, but maybe it's a new acquisition cost. Um, Maybe some people say, I will pay capital gains on my old stuff and buy something new so I get a bigger tax deduction. There's a lot of calculations that are going to have to be run. And what's crazy is that if you make a certain amount of money, if you're a certified financial planner, if you're a CPA or an accountant, you don't get to take any of these business deductions, these new business deductions that we talk about, yet we're all going to have so much more work as a result of this tax code because there's so many crazy things about it that need to be clarified. And We're finally getting some tax software that can you know, run projections. I think TurboTax, as of today, is supposed to have kind of a side-by-side comparison. H&R Block is coming out here shortly. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting things that are going to happen as a result of this. So, long story short, if you own real estate, you own positive cash flow real estate, and if you, it doesn't matter if it's in an LLC or you just have it pass through on your Schedule E, if you make under $350,000 taxable income if you're married or $157,500 if you're single, you get basically 20% deduction on your net, on your profit, on your Schedule E. That's that's pretty good. And then it changes though, so you still get some sort of a deduction if you make over that amount. Now, what's going to be interesting is how we deal with the business side of things. Because the business side of things is even more complicated. And the IRS, this to this tax law, there's already lawsuits going on because of that thing that I just mentioned. There's certain businesses get a 20% deduction or a certain amount of their payroll is a new deduction. Um, there's another formula in there. But then this law just carved out service professionals and said that if you make over a certain amount, it's just gone. You don't get it at all. and that, That's just totally unfair tax treatment. How can you carve out a certain group of people and say, you don't get a benefit from this new tax law change? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, So what you're going to see is a lot of interesting things go on with businesses where a service professional, let's say you're a CPA, but you also invest in a bunch of real estate. Maybe they combine those two companies into one and it becomes something different. Or you see a bunch of different businesses get together all in one office building and it becomes a real estate magnet type of a situation. There's all sorts of crazy articles out there on loopholes that this has created does the IRS have the resources right now to even create the forms, let alone go after and close some of the loopholes that are created from this? It's
1: a little bit more on Snap. Snap. Their revenue growth blew away everyone in the fourth quarter, and the stock is soaring. They talked about users. They've got 187 million daily active users, thanks to improvements made to their Android version of Snapchat app. CEO Evan Spigall says Snapchat's delayed redesign is testing well and will launch for everyone during the first quarter of this year. They're going to show live video of NBC's Olympic coverage, which should give them closer ties to traditional TV networks and Snapchat's parent company, Snap. Um, this is a company that had a lot of missteps, a lot of missteps. And what I'm talking about is that they came out and they came out with those um, Snap goggles things, the sunglasses that had a camera in it. And they were like, "We're a camera company." Mm, Wall Street doesn't think so. Wall Street thinks you're a social media company. I um, mean, they got the lenses that are fun and they're kind of sexy, and the pictures go away. Although I was reading some discouraging um, research yesterday about teenagers, and you know, the suicide rates are going up. Um, pressure on social media, pressure on young girls to send sexy photos, um, starting at the age of eight, nine. Um teachers are having problems with students because in a classroom of twenty five all twenty five people are on their phones during class um, doesn 't sound doesn 't sound too it dis- doesn 't sound too untrue, does it and uh it's the one that discourages me is the sexualization of our children uh it 's just so not needed so it 'll come it 'll happen like we don 't need to push it. I know you're saying, shut up, Rob. Tell me about cryptocurrencies. Well, they're making a big comeback today. I can tell you that much. Um, you know, they, they played with that 6,000 level. Now they're playing with the 7,700 level. The market for digital currencies was a, a tear yesterday afternoon after two major regulators addressed members of the cinema on cryptocurrencies. That's a scary thing. Bitcoin picked up 12 plus percent in afternoon trading yesterday, and today it's it's carrying out some more bullishness because the regulators said, we're taking a do not harm approach to the crypto market, but they're monitoring it. Um, how do you pay taxes on Bitcoin? How do you? There's a lot of questions that regulators really want to know. There's a, a big, uh, not festival, but when you get together on an island and party, there's a big cryptocurrency party going on in the Bahamas right now. A lot of nerds getting together talking about becoming billionaires. The nerds one day will inherit the earth. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget about that seminar coming up on the 8th of March at the Crown Plaza in Foster City. Find me online at RobBlackShow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. How cool would it be to be Sting for one day? <laughs> I know you're saying, live in the real world, Black. What What's wrong with you? What is the matter with you? We're talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at... Eight, or find me online at robloxshow.com, It's robloxshow.com. We don't get enough phone calls on this show, so it turns into, what do I think is the best thing to do? And that's not always the best way to do a show, in my opinion. Um... Something I'll throw out there for you, for instance, is I'm a big fan of trying to understand how to handle stressful markets. I think it's super important that you know we all kind of work together. And Monday, I remember looking at the market going, wow, that was a big drop. And then yesterday, we opened down 600 and we closed <laughs> up 500. That's a thousand points. And again, the percentages aren't as crazy as they used to be because at Dow 25,000, you know, a thousand points is less powerful uh, than a thousand points at 15,000 or 12,000. But the fevers fall on Monday. I was like, okay. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Don't panic. Um, It's no time to panic. (laughs) It's not the Titanic. As I slowly walk towards the. Uh, Life rafts, and I'm counting the life rafts. How many life rafts are there and how many people did I do put on my wig? No, no, it's not that bad. It's not a one-way ticket to losing a fortune. Take a breath. Consider your options. Yes, if you bought in the month of January, you're going, did I buy at a high? And that stinks. But number one, don't panic. If you completely exit stocks when things are down, you've sold. You've now committed. If you bought Apple at, say, 175 and it's at 160 you can always wait for it to go back up. You know that they're going to a repatriate a ton of cash. You know they're going to buy back a ton of shares. You know that they're going to sell a ton of phones. Even if they Here's the thing. Their new HomePod, it's a great-sounding speaker. It only really works with Apple Music, and it really only works with your phone. And it doesn't even connect to the phone terribly well. The reviews are pretty nasty on it. They don't want to work with Google. They want to be their own little world, and they're fine with that. But don't panic. It's important when markets are getting crushed. Experts have been predicting a correction for quite a while, and we got one. 10% is a great thing. You want to consider buying the dip. I was eating lunch, and you know, I told you every time uh, I took a bite of salad, the, the market was down another 100 points. I was like, whoa. I better stop eating salad um, guy next to me is like, he's on his computer and he's typing away furiously. And he's like, he's buying stocks. I'm like, what you buying? Oh, well, that's a good one. He like, told me another. One. Oh, I like that one too. Um, so it was fun. I you mean, know, he, he wealthy dude gets it Buy when you can, not when you have to, the nation's unemployment rate is at 4.1. So consider the dip and go, we got, the lowest level of employment since 2000. The tax cut package is on its way. Corporations are going to benefit. Individuals are going to benefit, except for Californians and New Yorkers, in my opinion. Um, But if you decide to snap up shares at a lower price, just know that it can go lower. There's no guarantee. But there is something to think about. Um, I see an opportunity in financials, healthcare, and industrials right now I favor stocks related to the e-commerce boom. I favor social media. I favor stocks tied towards China and robotics. Domo erigato, Mr. roboto Domo. I have a list of stocks in my head, and I could actually write them down. I want to say that, yes, the era of the low interest rate environment where money was easy, it was growing on trees. You could pick money off trees. It was heaven. You can get a mortgage for 3.6%, 3.4%. Do I hear 3.3%? I saw a 30-year mortgage go at 3.3%. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Um, so consider buying them on the dip. But you have to have a shopping list in your head so that you know, you're not going, oh, I'll take that one. And you go, I'll take Cisco. And you suddenly buy the Cisco router or switch company instead of Cisco, the trucking company. Very different Cisco's. And there's also the other Cisco, the thong, 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 thong. Um, uh, you don't want to buy the the R and B singer, so he's way too expensive. So another thing you could do is wait and watch the market could rebound. And oddly enough, by Tuesday, it did. It took 24 hours, a bad Friday, a bad Monday, a bad open on Tuesday. And it closed up 500 plus points. Um, there's gonna be more volatility this year. You know, last year was the year of the women. Last year was the year that the stock market had new volatility. What will this year be? Do you know on 2001 one nine eleven that August of 2001, the big story was the summer of the shark. There was like four shark bitings. And then Osama bin Laden takes down two towers and hits the Pentagon. And it became the summer of terror. Everyone thinks of nine eleven two thousand one. 2001. Like, we all think of that as, you know, where were you? But before that, it was the year of the shark. Understand that the sell-off could also be a blip. Did you know that since 1900, the United States has seen 125 corrections at 10% or more? That's one a year. And eventually, we hit all-time highs. Right now, we're about 5% from an all-time high. Oh, and what a Monday and Friday it was. The stock market has a positive annual returns in 20 in the last 37 years. Um, dips can refresh. You don't want to scream, yell, You don't want to sell, sell, sell as you're running towards the exits. On occasion, you want to see where the life rafts are, just so you know. Anytime I go into a restaurant, I look for the exits, just in case. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.